cover band of Rage Against the Machine. What is... What was that? I have no idea. That wasn't mine. Lenore? Welcome to episode number 32 of RSVP, the podcast about stationery and so much more. I'm your host, Dee, and my co-hosts are Les and Lenore. Tonight, we're talking about coloring, specifically colored pencils and the books we color in. But first, let's talk about what we're consuming. Um, So over here, it is approaching 100 degrees outside, and I'm recording in a room (laughs) that has no air conditioning, which has an ambient temperature right now of 83 degrees. So I'm drinking water, which is almost gone already. And I'm writing with my trusty podcast 602 on my pen and gear pink legal pad, which has become my new favorite. What about you, Lenore? I am having a little, I figure it's always five o'clock somewhere, right? So I'm having a little bit of four roses and some pocky, chocolate pocky. I'm just going to say what kind. Yeah, it's just the classic, you know, classic chocolate. It's my favorite. Uh, I love it. And um, I don't indulge often, but... You know, it's here. It's in my desk. Basically, I, I, I was limited to what I had in my desk, which is uh, a jar of sunflower seeds and some granola and a box of Pocky and some four roses. So, you know, here I am. And I'm writing. I pulled out the drawer and just grabbed sort of a random vintage pencil to try out. And it's a General's Torch. Do you know this one, D? No, I don't. It looks like something that could be in your in your um collection i mean although it's not ef obviously but um it's uh it's kind of like the bugle okay um it's a it's a round but kind of standard diameter actually i'm looking i've I've just picked up the 10001 what are we calling that 10001 is really awkward it's too much isn't it, based off of, isn't it based off someone who makes Ken Ken puzzles? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we should call it by the person's name. I don't know. I'll have to look in the group and see what people have settled on for that one. They've been typing 10001. It's not hard to type. Well, it's, but I don't it's know five-sided, so pentagonal. Yeah. yeah. So it's about the same. It's a little bit maybe larger diameter than that one, but but it's really much closer to feeling like a hex than most of the round barreled ones. <clears throat> the round barreled ones always feel a little wide to me. And I don't usually like a well, uh, a round pencil, but I like this one. It's really, really light. It doesn't have an eraser and it's got a nice natural finish on it. And it's a number one. So it's a softer, um, a softer core. And I actually really like it. I don't think it was sharpened. I'm sure I must've written a couple words for it with it when I sharpened it. Cause it's, clearly a sharpening job from one of my long point sharpeners but it's actually kind of a lovely little pencil so i'm gonna have to write it up in my notebook and maybe post that so that's what i got going and i'm writing on my masterpiece because i don't know what happened to my notebook (laughs) it's somewhere i'm sure what about you les um, I've still been drinking some home roasted coffee from Kenya. I'm really excited that I scored some beans from Honduras on deep sale from Bodie Leaf. Unfortunately, they're nice. not going to get here before I am back at work. So I took a bunch of days off around the holiday for uh-huh. vacation time. Um, so I was hoping I was going to be able to roast them on, on Tuesday and just, it's not going to happen. They haven't even shipped them yet. So whatever. 
<laughs> um, I'm writing with a craft design technology, the old version of item number 17, the Eraserless pencil in HB, which is just, it's, you know, it's a really nice little pencil. And I've got two of them left and they're just lovely. Um, and I'm still writing in my podcasting train of thought notebook, um, which is also still great. Uh, as for consuming, I have been listening to Brass Against. It's a brass cover band of Rage Against the Machine, and I just love it. It's like got a female lead singer, and it's brass music. It's kind of hilarious, but it's awesome at the same time. And it just, it's so fitting for my current political angst to <laughs> hear remakes of stuff that uh, was my 90s political angst. So I'm really enjoying that. And I really think that Rage Against the Machine is perfectly topical for our current climate. Uh, but I'm not going to get any more political than that because, well, this isn't That's a whole other series of podcasts. Oh, yeah. We'd get tangential for a year to talk about that. Anyway, D, what's exciting for you? Um, I'm getting settled into my new job, um, which is incredibly difficult since my first week I was going in at 6 a.m. and working till 2 p.m. <laughs> did, did you just stay up? Um, no, because I did that one time, like recently, not for work, just in general. And I felt like I was going crazy, like legit. Like, I can't yeah. do that anymore. Like, my I, things were funny that weren't funny. It was very <laughs> odd. <laughs> um, so the first day was the worst day. And then after that, now I'm on a, a better schedule, but I have to get up at 4.30 in the morning to be there at 6. Oh, that's grotesque. So now I'm getting up on my days off at, like, 6 o'clock, which is not horrible, but, you know, it, it definitely fixed my sleep schedule problem that I had. Um you know, it's just a retail job. It's just a filler until the fall when I um, start work back up at the community college. But um, it's all right. It's nice to be working again because now I'll have money to buy stuff. Yeah. Um, but the other exciting thing is now that my thesis is completely done, um, I'm moving to the next phase of uh, working on that research. And that is starting fresh with everything and writing a whole other paper and then submitting it to a couple journals with the hopes of being published. Excellent. So, I was wondering if you're going to go forward with that or if you hated it yeah. so much by now. Um, was- you know, I went back and read my thesis. You know, I, g- I gave myself a month to not look at it or think about it. Cause oh, I had, yeah. Smart. I, had, I had kind of a crappy experience with my defense. I mean, I did fine, but my standards are way too high. So I just, I didn't want to look at it and I, I read it again and I was actually surprised. I felt really good about the work that I produced. Um, That's wonderful. You know, so, <clears throat> so no, so basically when you, whenever, like, like I couldn't submit my thesis for publication, it's just not that good. But um, we, uh, me and my uh, professor are going to just start, like it's a brand new study and just take the data set fresh and go from there. So, so that's cool. Um, <clears throat> other than that, I've just been playing Pokemon because that's what I do. I always love it when I can look back at anything I've written and not hate it. Yeah. Yeah. Like no. it's just, <laughs> and for me, there's some paper, I save every paper that I write. Cause I think, I don't know, it's kind of important to me, like just to have my work. And there's some papers that I refuse to read completely. Um, <laughs> they're just cringy that like, 
like the the paper I submitted, I took a class pass fail last semester and I submitted a paper that you knew um, would pass. Correct. And yep. um, the professor is is now a friend of mine now that I'm not, you know, their student anymore. And I still cringe inside when I communicate with them because I feel like they think I'm a shit writer. I, they Did know I'm not. Well, it was one of those papers where, like, you know, I added a lot of images to increase the page length, um, <laughs> you know, um, Chicago style. So I added a bunch of footnotes. Um, it, it's it's weird. I You don't get this, Lenore, because you're a different kind of you teach chemistry. But like, I always feel torn about submitting a, a paper that is not my best just to pass the class because I don't want to waste someone's time. But I also don't want to waste my time. So it's a weird yeah. kind of dance. I mean, this person knows that I'm a good student. They were actually my third reader for my thesis. They knew the workload that I had. But that paper, man, I would not, I will never look at it again. Okay, but here's the thing. If they know you're taking it pass-fail, they only have to read it enough to see that it's pass or fail. Like, they know how to Correct. triage their time in an economic way, too. Correct. And I don't blame somebody for doing the minimum if that's what they need to do. You know, like I got over that as a teacher a long time ago, and I know teachers who don't, who are just like, you know, they kind of take it personally if somebody doesn't love their class the most and want to do all the stuff. And I'm like, you know, if somebody walks in here and they want to get a C in the course and they do enough work to get a C in the course, like, why should I take that personally? True. You know, they have other stuff to do. We are all making economic decisions with our time. And if anything worth doing is worth doing well, the obvious corollary to that is anything not worth doing is not worth doing well. Yes. So, you know, like why, why should you put more effort into checking a box on something that doesn't interest you, that doesn't feed your soul, and all you have to do is check a box for your career goals or something? You know, like yeah. I'm okay with that. I can't read all the books. I can't watch all the movies. I can't do all the activities, you know, like I'm going to have to make decisions with my time too. So I get it. I get it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's it for me. Lenore, what's exciting in your universe? Well, I got the box that I ordered the last time we were recording <laughs> <laughs> and the show and tell is gorgeous. I hadn't ordered a short show and tell before. And it, the Baron fig, um, it's so pretty. I really, really like it. This purple kind of indigo cover on it and the paper's so nice. And I got the little card wallet and I really like that. And I, um, and I got the Mysterium. I wasn't going to get it. And then I was like, oh, that's, you know, and it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's really nice. So, you know, that was kind of fun to get new stuff. And, um, I had planned to spend some time in my office this week. Uh, actually playing with some of my new toys and I haven't and I've been you know like I haven't been in the office and when I've been working from home I've been really working and um, so I'm I'm just behind on looking at my new stuff and you know having my my precious kinds of moments and you know so I'm, I'm really looking forward to having a little bit of time to sit back and play with my new toys and I haven't had that lately oh the other thing that's exciting uh, so the new season of Luke Cage is out has either of you watched it no, no, not yet. Not yet. I haven't gotten to watch it yet. I have got to find a way to like sneak off and watch <laughs> some TV by myself. 
<laughs> without either making my daughter jealous or making my husband roll his eyes about how I spend my time. So I'm, I'm excited that the new season of, of, of um, Luke Cage is out, but I haven't gotten to watch it. So, Which colorway of the car- card wallet did you end up getting? Um, I got the yellow one and I'm not sure if, no, 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 I didn't. I got the, uh, I got the fig wine one and I actually don't remember settling on fig wine when I stared at them all. So I don't know. It's pretty. It's, it's, I don't actually, I, I'm wondering if I clicked on it by accident and just like, you know, <laughs> but I was distracted going through the process. So it's possible that I accidentally like hit the down button after I selected or something like that and didn't realize it, but it's really pretty. I like it. It's just not what I thought my first choice would have been, although obviously I chose it. So mm-hmm. you know what I mean, but it's really cool. I'm not sure it's going to work as a wallet replacement for me. And what I've been using less is actually one of your coffee bag wallets. Oh yeah. And the other day I actually, I found the note that was in with the last coffee bag wallet that I had ordered from you. And you had a note in there saying, Oh, I sent you this other one too. Cause I want to see how it wears. Mm-hmm. And that's been what a year and a half maybe. Nice. And I'm still using the first one and I haven't even used the other one yet. Because it was cool. in the ca- it was in the same drawer with the note, and I was like, "Oh, she wanted to know how this was going to wear." Uh, great wallet sitting in my drawer because <laughs> the other one is still going. So yeah, I mean they're they're just they're so great, and I love that they're you know that they're made out of repurposed materials. That it's essentially like a zero, um, you know, zero extra waste kind of thing. Hmm. Um, except for having it shipped to me, but I had other st- stuff shipped at the same time, you know, yeah. I'm not willing to get shipping yet. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for that. How about you, Les? Um, so Camp NaNoWriMo starts today. I'm already 500 words in. I'm wow. very excited. I, uh, as a joke back and forth, I was talking with, um, a lesbian author, um, a- about tropes and whatnot. And she had posted this, um, paint this uh how do i it was a gif of a um word for um a woman's part and and, uh, we were joking around about the fact that it would make a good um basis for a novel so i'm actually writing that novel (laughs) um so uh, we'll see how it goes. It was sort of like at, on a whim. I have already got an outline for a novel that I was going to work on for NaNoWriMo. Um, and I'm just throwing that to the wolves and I'm going to go with this joke that I, you know, was making with another person. So, yeah, I'm excited about Camp NaNo. Um, you, have you guys seen the Right Lawn edition? <gasps> Only I, the pictures. Correct. Oh, you know what? I was on this hand. Huh? No, I don't. I, I, I don't subscribe to their stuff. I don't, well, I don't subscribe to anything anymore, but. Well, they don't have subs anymore, do they? No. No, right? Doesn't do subs anymore? Do they disband that? I think I just got the last. Yeah, I think the last, um, the last one that came out was my last subscription and they don't do subscriptions anymore. Oh, I didn't know right was doing that. So anyway, um, I, was looking at it and I 
I want it. I really like, and I've been telling myself I don't need these things. I don't, I really don't need them. Um, but I, I want that edition. So I'm stitched too, right? Yeah. It's got the set. It's not stitched. It's, um, stapled. They call it saddle stitching, but it's a stupid thing to call a staple. Um, but everyone calls it saddles, saddle stitching. Um, and so I just want one. I really like it. It reminds me of video games and summer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then also Word came out with the Aloha edition. I, um, I ordered those. They haven't come yet. Did you? Um, I did. One of the things that I really like about it is I just wanted to make note that it's a floral, floral pattern, but it's not presented as if it was for women. And, you know, Word Notebook, is, like they, I don't know, I uh, how do I say this? Like their Instagram, their Instagram often has pictures of guns and like stuff in it. And they retweet a lot of like stuff like that. And like they've had some really tone deaf stuff that they've done in the past. Like the frog with a firecracker on it on one of their editions. That was gross. Um, But at the same time, like I really like the fact that they aren't presenting like they've never presented any of their stuff as gendered. Um, so if word can do it, why, why can't, uh, field notes just say I bought them for my husband. True yeah, story. Because they have, because they have the flowers and then the leaves, which also has flowers on it, but they're titled leaves and flowers, but they didn't make it about gender. Right. Yeah. It's all about the Hawaiian shirts. Mm-hmm. I just thought I'd throw that out there, you know, uh, just an observation about, you know, the fact that notebooks don't need to be gendered. Not that I'm harping on gendering notebooks. Um, but anyway, let's let's move on to our That's main topic. D- I'm such a bad egg. So. Oh, I have one more exciting thing that you can take oh, out go. if you want to. Just do it. Uh, oh, yeah, so I got the field notes, the new field notes. Oh, yes. And, you know, I still have the sub, and I really like them. But my um, my field notes this time, I haven't actually cracked into the, the mission um, is it three missions? I think I haven't mm. cracked into it yet. I was working really, really hard yesterday when they came and I just did not have time to crack into it and play. But, um, the, my shipment included a single notebook from America, the beautiful. I saw That's that. Super cool. Which I've never seen in person before. So that was, that was really cool. It was the Amber waves. And, uh, so it was kind of neat to hold that one in my hand because that one's, you know, it's kind of like, legendary and not something I was going to shell out eBay prices to, mm. to touch, but that was really, really neat. So oh. I don't know what the process was that led to that being in the box, but thank you field notes. Mm. That was Probably really, just, really cool. Maybe just random. They throw in. Maybe nothing was mentioned on the write up on the website about, you know, vintage editions or anything like that. So no, they often just the, throw something cool. random into your box as an extra. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you know, a lot of people will get something random like that or like one of their limited edition pencils. Like I think it was the pop ice pencils that occasionally people will just get randomly. Oh, neat. Yeah. Sometimes you get a click pen. I've gotten um, one of their click pens. I've gotten uh, bands of rubber, random like notebooks and things like that in my past packages. So it's okay, usually pretty cool. cool. Yeah. Um, I actually have one more uh, what's exciting thing if you'll allow it. Um, so I have been live streaming myself sketching and painting. 
So much fun. Thank you for doing that. And um, it is themed. I'm doing a 100 days project, so I'm hoping to do a 100 of them, although I'm at number 20 right now. I think I've only live streamed 12 of them because I did some of them on Facebook Live and I did some of them on Instagram Live and Instagram Live disappears. So, yeah. So I'm trying to do give people 10 to 15 minutes notice when I'm doing it. Um, but I post to Twitter and uh, Facebook, Instagram, my Kofi account. I post all over the place. So if you follow me multiple places, you'll you'll get to know when I'm going to be doing them. Usually during the week on Mondays and Tuesdays, I do them around 7, 8 o'clock at night. Wednesdays, I don't live stream at all. Thursdays and Fridays, I will usually do around 5 or 6, depending on when I get home from work. And then weekend days, I just do it whenever I feel like it. But I'm having so much fun doing these. I, I pick basically a political figure and make fun of them as I paint and sketch. Um, and, I, you know, people will ask questions as I'm uh, uh, live streaming and I try and answer as many as I can. So keep an eye on my social media if you want to watch me sketch and paint live um, or ask me questions or whatever. Um, and I'm doing that over at YouTube and my uh, account is Comfortable Shoes Stud, which I think I talked about last episode <laughs> and, and yeah. why it's Comfortable yeah. Shoes Stud, um, which is just, it's still mortifyingly and I've tried to change it, but if I change it, I lose everything. And I've got over 6,000 right. subscribers and I don't, mm. I don't want to mm. lose them. So anyway, that's my final, what's exciting. Cool. All what would right. happen if somebody put in Comfortable Shoes Studio? Would it go to you or would it just give an error? Uh, it would give an error, but if you search uh, YouTube for Comfortable Shoes Studio, I believe I come up because everything okay. other than the name of the account is under Comfortable Shoes Studio. Oh, okay. That's good to know. Yeah. All right. I'm done. Okay. All right. So main topic this evening um, is all about colored pencils, uh, mainly colored pencils, and then talking about different coloring books that one could use adult coloring books with colored pencils, or we can even talk about um, types of paper that you use when you sketch. I am not an artist, so I will never draw anything. So I, I use coloring <laughs> books. <laughs> um, so I, the reason I wanted to do this is because when I graduated a m month ago, um, I found myself with a lot of time on my hands and I was just getting restless and coloring actually helped not only calm me down, but kind of like re like ignited my, my love of actually coloring. Like I didn't know that I didn't know I loved it so much until I started doing it again. Cause it's something you kind of just do as a kid and then you, you don't do it. And then unless you're an artist or something. So I don't know, I've been bit by some kind of bug and, and because I, I buy everything in, in excess, I have so many different color pencils here that I didn't even have to, to really purchase anything to kind of do this. So um, what I'm going to do is just kind of go through some of the stuff that I've used and talk about um, cost and how well these items perform and stuff like that. And then you two can kind of chime in and add your two cents and add your, I, I see Les has some things that, that she wants to talk about as well. So without further ado, color pencils. So, we all know there's so many different choices when it comes to colored pencils. And I'm kind of of the motto of like, you get what you pay for. But in this instance, that's not always true. So 
starting with one of the brands that I that I use is the Blackwing Colors. Um, I don't know if either of you have them um, or have used them. I have used them. I I got them. I, I guess they came out like a year ago, maybe even more. Um, I got them just because at the time it was all about Blackwing. Figured I'd buy them, try them out. The packaging is great. They look great. Um, but I really didn't like them. I don't like how they perform. Um, it's a softer pencil. They kind of write or they kind of color slash write like the Blackwing pencils, which actually makes sense um, since they're made by Palomino. They're very difficult to blend. And I don't know if it's because I'm just not skilled or if it's no. the pencil. No, it's the pencil. They, um, they're, they're okay for coloring as long as you're not blending. And also... As just an aside, when I when they first came out, I did a light fastness test on them. So any, anytime I buy new colored pencils or pens or ink or anything, I do light fastness tests. I, ha- I have a special sketchbook where I compare the colors over time. Half the page goes into a south-facing window. Um, my wife complains because I've got all these little paper doodads hanging up in the window. <laughs> um but it's the, just the best way to test light fastness of a of a art supply and the black wing yeah, colors. Yeah, I can always explain stuff like that in my house. I just say I'm doing a science experiment. Yeah, basically, it's I mean, and it is. It's a it's a science experiment. But um, so they're not light fast. So they're they're okay for coloring. But I would s- caution people from using them for anything but coloring. Yes. So they're uh, not artist quality. No, but they did sort of peg them as if they were. So, yeah. anyway. Um, yeah, that's what kind of, you know, I mean, I enjoy the Blackwing pencils, and I think those are great quality, but I have the box here, and, I mean, they, you know, the write-up about it basically makes you think that you're getting these, like, super-duper artist pencils. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I um, took exception to that when they came out. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you can only buy it in a 12 pack. You can't buy singles. I know for a very short period of time, there was an online retailer that had singles, but like you have to buy 12. And also the color range obviously is not very large. Yeah. It's only 12. Correct. So, <clears throat> um, and they come in at, you know, a dollar 67 a pencil. And for that, $1.67, I'd much rather spend on any of the other choices that I have. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's why I haven't bought them yet, actually. That's why I never bothered to buy them, because they, you know, they didn't get rave reviews when they came out. But also, I, you know, I don't want to have to buy 12 pencils at a time and not be able to replace yeah. them individually when I use them up in, at different rates. And Correct. I also might want to have different colors than the specific 12 that are in there. You know, like I, I like being able to pick my colors. So I, mm-hmm. I really only buy singles now of mm-hmm. colored pencils. Well, I see the Blackwing colors edition as a gift box pencil, something that you would give yeah. to someone in conjunction with a couple of coloring books. Or if you know that someone, Oh, I see. you know, you, because it's presented so well, it's just, that's what it yeah. looks like to me. It's not someone something that you would buy for yeah. someone who is a serious artist. Blackwing definitely does great packaging. Like their design, I think, of their presentation of stuff is really nice. 
Yes, yeah. I agree. Even, yeah. even the Black Wings boxes, you know, the regular Black Wings edition, the, you know, just going and buying a box of pearls or something, the box is really, really nice, and mm-hmm. the presentation is really mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, and I use those boxes for everything, shipping other pencils, yeah. um, storing pencils. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, so no, I, I give them points on that. But yeah, as far as, you know, I, I wouldn't go out and buy these. Um, but like Les said, it's a good gift if you were getting someone, say, a coloring book and 12 pencils. Yeah, that's that's a really good um, point of view. <clears throat> um, next up, um, Prismacolor Premiere. Boo. <laughs> yes. It's so disappointing. So so I, I'm not an artist, but I used to color, I'd say, like, I've had a resurgence in coloring and stuff, but 10 years ago, I colored a lot. Um, and I used Prismacolor Premieres, and they were great. Like, they were the pencil. Um, and now they're not. And they're really not. Um, for fun and torture, I purchased a 12-pack because they're so cheap. That's, a, that's I guess, a bonus. But, again, um, so you can find a 12-pack on Amazon. I got mine for, I think, like $10. Um, the cores are off-center. Um, the cores were broken. And I had one pencil that actually was cracked down the side, and I thought it was just in, like, the the dip, you know, the, the, the paint. But with a little prodding, the pencil fell in two pieces. So, so Yeah, that less, doesn't surprise you, me. Yeah. Do you know when the, the shift happened? The 90s. Uh, so Prismacolor was bought by um, – Newell Rubbermaid or something like that. Uh, yeah, Sanford yeah. in in the nineties, and by the end of the nineties, they transferred everything over to Sanford. Um, and then by the early two thousands, the production had moved some wherever to a new location, and production quality went way down. Um, when I was in when when I was taking art classes and design classes, you were required to buy the 120 box of the Prismacolor Premier uh, colored pencils for class, and it was like 150 dollars. It was outrageously expensive. You were required to have it for the class. Um, I still have that box, and those pencils are beautiful they're lovely creamy colored pencils thick cores um with just a ton of pigment they blended beautifully um and i've bought a few replacement pencils since then and they're garbage like i would yeah. i would always i would never suggest anyone buy prismacolors now at no. this point they're garbage yeah and i think it was about maybe well spawns nine so it was probably about seven six or seven years ago that i was asking around like what what color pencils should i get because i want to get something that's going to be pleasurable for both of us to color with but i you know obviously i'm not going to buy high grade artist quality pencils and everybody's like oh yeah prismacolors prismacolors are the best and so i bought i think a package of 24 probably Mm -hmm. and it was the same thing it was off-center cores and some of the cores were cracked and then you know like you go on to look for what to do about that and they're like oh well you can remelt the cores in the microwave and get them to you know i'm like if there's such a big problem with cracked cores that you can find out how to fix them on the you know and i had one light blue pencil that just had no core in it it was just hollow (laughs) all the way down 
<clears throat> and you know they were just they just weren't that great and they and then they you know even the ones that worked they weren't that great to color in and the the cores weren't glued so you if one of them did have that cracked core you'd sharpen it and the piece would fall out and you'd sharpen it some more and the piece would fall out and yeah so yeah that I did not have a good experience with those and they weren't you know they weren't cheap exactly you know but like I literally at that point was having a better uh, a better experience with the Crayola colored pencils than the Prismacolor colored pencils just because they you know maybe they weren't great but they worked at kind yeah. of a fundamental level you know yeah yeah and what makes me like frustrated about prismacolor is they found their way into target and walmart and like prismacolor has this like um coloring set for like because you know coloring has kind of latched on to that whole like health and wellness and mindfulness bandwagon <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so, you know, they have these kits, you know, like, oh, starter kit, and they give you some pencils and a little coloring book and all that stuff. But, like, for someone who's never had the experience of, say, coloring um, with colored pencils, this is their first experience, and it's a horrible one. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. and it's – and for, for someone who is just, hey, I want to color, they're not going to go to an art store. They're going to go to Walmart or they're going to go to Target. And, yeah, I mean, it's – it's a shame because it doesn't have to be that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's still a dollar twenty nine a pencil. I went online to to check my prices, and I went to uh, Jerry's Art Arama. That's um, one yeah. of the that's one of the best websites to buy uh, cheaper art supplies. Jerry's is awesome. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So I um I got my prices from there, and so at a dollar twenty nine a pencil for something that is not good, um, is very, very frustrating. So I do not recommend, I don't think anyone would recommend. And what's, what's frustrating about Amazon is there's reviews on there from before the switch because some of the reviews are stellar because when I colored, I'd say maybe it was a little more than 10 years ago, but, um, I don't know if it was just like old stock that they were still like going through and I didn't get a new, you know, the Newark batch, but like, I didn't have these problems, so. And because it's a common item, there's over 5,000 reviews for it. And of course. They're good, and some could be bots. You know, some could be people that lie, but I don't know. It's just looking at the reviews, you can see the negative ones are really, really negative. So I will say that if you are going to buy a Prismacolor colored pencil, the Prismacolor watercolor version, so it's a water-soluble uh, Prismacolor is much, much better. Um, I believe they're made out of cedar. The cores are thick and centered. Um, and they just, they, they don't have the same issues that the Premier or the regular Prismacolors have. Uh, but they are more expensive. I can't remember how much they are, but the water-soluble version is significantly better. I actually also had that experience that I, um, I bought some of the watercolor ones and I never even really did much with the watercolor aspect, but I found the pigments to be a lot nicer. They were just more pleasurable to use. Yeah. They're much, much nicer. So yeah. Um, no Prismacolor premieres. Just don't. I wonder how the scholars are. Cause they have like a even uh, lower according to them. They're garbage. Oh. They're awful. They're probably, they're probably worse than Crayola. Um, well, that's disappointing. So Next up on our list, complete opposite, um, the Tombow Irogitan. I, I don't know how to say it, but... Um, I would have said Irogitan, or Irogitan. I have said that. Irogitan. Um, I love these pencils. Um, 
these pencils are the ones that I've been using the most. Um, I like them for many reasons. One presentation you can buy, um, they have three 30 packs that are themed like different color schemes. So there's one, I think like forest or whatever. Um, and they aesthetically looking, you know, it's an all white pencil with the tip is the color of the pencil. And, they're super, super, super vibrant. It just takes a lot of work to get there um, because they are hard. Um, and they're expensive. They're $2.39 a pencil. So that's something to consider. But I don't know if either of you have used these. They often they also come in like 12 packs or six packs even. I've never had a chance to use them. The boxes are so gorgeous. I know. <laughs> but I haven't used them either. Yeah. Yeah, no. Um, if you buy like a, a box of 30, sometimes you can get them on sale on Amazon for like $30. So then the cost drops to a dollar a pencil. But if you're to buy open stock, they are pretty pricey. And I've never seen them locally in an art store open stock. So that's something to consider as well. But but I, I love them. I, I use them all the time. And like I said, it, it, it takes a lot to build up color. But once you have that good buildup. It, it, it's nice. Another one I've used, and I'm only, I only have these because my wife, I told her to get me colored pencils and she brought home these, <laughs> um, the Koei Noor Progresso Woodless. I kind of love those. They're fun. I do too. I like I them a lot, a ton of actually. colors, but the pigments are really nice. Yeah. For a cheap yeah. colored pencil, they're really, really good. Yeah, like she, I, I, I forget, you know, I said, hey, can you pick me up some colored pencils? Like I gave her some brands. I expected her to get me the other Koinor pencils if she chose that brand, but they were at Michael's or whatever, but they're only 77 cents a pencil, mm-hmm. which is, is nice and cheap. But the caveat is they are super fragile. Yeah. Yes. Do not drop them. You, no. If you drop them in a, in a padded box, they shatter. If you look at them <laughs> yeah. hard, they shatter. Well, they yeah. don't have wood, and pigment is not strong, and you know anything yeah. that's anything that's binder isn't pigment. So mm. I wonder what the um, so like on the outside, obviously, is it, the whole pencil is pigment, but it's there's a lacquer, like a lacquer of okay. I was gonna yeah. ask to kind of actually keep it together, but I only broke one, and it was because it rolled off onto a hard floor and even with breaking one if it's fairly new you can just have two pencils then yep um but yeah i like them their colors are super bright um and be very careful hand sharpening even i mean you would never yeah. put these in like a classroom friendly that would be no. silly but even with hand sharpening it took me a bit to kind of get used to how i would you know how hard to hold the pencil and all that kind of stuff. But I super recommend these. Like you can find them at Michael's with the 40% off coupon that Michael's always have has. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like a steal. So, and, and I do like them just because they're different and they just feel good in my hand. I think the weight for me, it just feels right. It feels good. I like, I like the pigment density in them and the fact that they're, um, that they are something that's inexpensive that still lays down a lot of nice color. I mean, that's yeah. really it for me is I'm, you know, I don't, I don't have a lot of that stuff around. I'm doodling with it. I'm not doing any kind of serious drawings, but I really just enjoy, um, 
I enjoy using them. And you were talking about sharpening them. And I've barely had to sharpen mine because when I'm shading, I just kind of pay attention to which facet of it I use. And I sort of use Mm -hmm. the shading process, you know, or, you know, like when I'm using them on the flat or using them to fill space, Mm -hmm. I kind of use that opportunity to get to, you know, um, nurture a sharper point. Yes. So I haven't really had to even stick them in a sharpener. Yeah, I think the only one I sharpened in my set, because I have a set of 24, is the green one. Because I pretty much every picture you color has leaves in it. Oh, yeah. So. I actually, um, I never bought a set of them. And when I first bought, bought them, I don't even know if there were a dozen colors at our art store. I've only ever bought them in singles. So, you know, every time I go into the art store, it seems like there's more colors <laughs> in the singles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, I... I, I hands down recommend them even if you wind up not loving them the investment is very low um and the final pencil that's kind of in my arsenal that i've used is the derwent um color soft they to me are really really soft i mean color soft um (laughs) and they're they're really easy to blend which when i started to learn how to blend so like when i first started coloring it was like okay let's color a leaf in green like, there's no variation in, in color, you know what I mean? But since I've gotten better, um, I found that these pencils with blending, like, different shades of green or greens and yellows, and it they blend so nicely that it, the pencil kind of does the work a little bit for you. Mm. Um, and the color it lays down is, is really, really good. Um, and they're, they're average price, $1.60 a pencil, open stock. So have either of you used the Durant? I have used several different Derwent brands. I don't know if it was the color soft, but Derwent has uh, several lines of colored pencils, and they're all, I like them. Um, I would caution anyone if they're going to use them for real artwork um, to be careful with, like, and test them because Derwent is well known for, like, not using light, fast pigments. So, oh, yeah. Just as that as a caution. Which no. If you care about that kind of thing. Yeah, if that's important to yeah. you, and if you're if you're yeah. not just coloring, but you're using them for artwork, then that's an important thing. Um, in terms of using, like you know, like artist quality stuff, if you want to get into very high end colored pencils, the Faber Castell Polychromos are to me what the original Prismacolors were. They have a nice thick core. Uh, it's creamy. It's smooth. It feels great on the page. They blend fabulously. They use um, cedar wood. So they're a really, really nice pencil. Um, and they're all light fast. They're all light artist quality. So if you're using it for artwork, the polychromos are fabulous. Um, another colored pencil that I really like are the Coran Dash. They have two lines, the Neo 1, which is not water-soluble, and Neo 2, which is water-soluble. Um, either one of their colored pencils is really, really nice. Again, Caron Dash uses a lot of pig- convenience pigments, and not all of them are um, light-fast, so test everything before you use it. Another thing I wanted to mention before we move on to the... Um, coloring book section of the podcast is Tina and I'm probably going to butcher her last name. I should have messaged her to ask her how to pronounce it. I think it's Koyama. Koyama. Um, That's what I would have said. 
she does some vintage reviews on her blog, and she's done some reviews also on the well-appointed desk, um, but they're reviews of vintage colored pencils. So she, you know, she goes in and says, you know, these blend well, these don't blend well, these are nice for drawing, these are garbage, or these are terrible. Um, and she buys a lot of stuff on eBay, so her reviews are fabulous. We'll link her blog in the show notes because I think if you're interested in colored pencils and maybe you want to save some cash, Tina's reviews are really, really good. Um, and you can save a lot of money by buying vintage colored pencils in lots on eBay. And her reviews can help you figure out the kind of stuff that you're going to like and the stuff you're not going to like. I really enjoy watching her art too. Yes. Yeah. The, her urban sketches just make me happy every time. Yeah. Um, so the next part of this show is talking about the coloring books that I've been using. Um, because I'm not an artist, like I said, I know little to nothing about paper. Um, I'm sure Les or Lenore um, could speak to different paper that they use. But for me, I'm just going to focus on coloring books. So my favorite, favorite, favorite coloring book um, is Enchanted Forest by Joanna Basford. I don't know if either of you know of this book or have it. Yeah, that's way more coloring than I want to do. Well, the thing is for me, um, the purpose coloring serves for me is to help with anxiety and like stuff like that. So that's the book I go to when I need to like really like get my mind off stuff because you're right. It's super, super, super detailed. Um, There's just so much of it. Like, I don't know if they... Does she have any mini books now? Because when they first came out, they were like, you know, 9-11 pages. <laughs> you know, and I was like, this is this is way too much commitment for me. <laughs> she, she does have, I think, a mini book. But yeah, this this one is, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll probably never finish this ever. Um, but what's really, really cool about her stuff is it's not just a coloring book. There are hidden images spread throughout the book that you have to find. So it'll tell you like, throughout this book there are 36 fish or you know (laughs) one lost penguin it's a really good book if you want something to to keep your mind focused the only gripe i have about it is the binding it is horrible it is stitched and glued but a lot of her stuff is like a you know like a panoramic color you know like so two pages worth of coloring so one image on two pages you can't get to the middle of the page because of the way it's bound. Right. Not without breaking the binding anyway. Correct. Um, a lot of people, you know, I was looking over reviews, see if people agreed. Some person, I wouldn't do this for a $10 coloring book because that's how much it is now on Amazon, took it to have it spiral bound. I mean, it's a, it's a frustration. And apparently she also has huge problems. Um, I, I didn't know this and, and maybe it's just because I'm, I should know, but artists don't have a lot of control over how their books are going to be put out. Yeah, that's a huge issue. So, like, she didn't want it this way either. So, I she has, like, a blog and a a website, and it was mentioned in, like, a comment section that, that that's not her original intent and that it was up to the publisher. And because these books were so popular when they came out, they sold through them so quickly that, number one, they couldn't make changes, but also the paper quality fluctuated so much oh yeah the one i have is i bought it when it first came out so 
I have no issues at all. There's no bleeding. There's no nothing. But apparently some people say that the books they got when they use markers, it kind of bled through to the other side. Because these huh. pages, these pages aren't perforated because it's, it's written kind of like a story. So if you remove like a page, it kind of takes away from the experience. Um, but that's really frustrating that the artist doesn't have a say because I feel like part of how an item is presented, especially for a coloring book or any kind of art book, is part of the art. Yeah, definitely. So that makes me frustrated a lot, but it's still worth it um, because these books have been out for so long. Um, they're very, very cheap on Amazon. So another book that I've been coloring in, and this is more your simplistic coloring, Lenore, um, Creative Haven is a line of coloring books and they have different kind of either abstract art, like tessellations or um, you know, stuff like that, or they have like scenery coloring stuff, but I think, and I didn't look into this. I should have, I feel like they're a subsidiary of Dover books. Oh yeah. I've seen these at the, I, I just looked them up and I've seen these at our, um, art store, like Michael's. at our art supply store. Yeah. yeah. The paper's really good. I like it. It's thick. Um, the pages are perforated. Um, yeah, I, they are Dover. Yeah. So it's, I feel like it's like the step up from actual Dover coloring books, which I'll get to in a second. But the Creative Haven, you know, they're the type of coloring books that work great for, you know, coloring groups um, around me lately. I don't know why. I, mean, I guess maybe it's summer, but there's a lot of like advertisements for like coloring groups, like go huh. and hang out and color. I think it's pretty cool. But, you know, this way you can take the page with you um, and you don't have to share the same book. So you just rip out what you want to color. You know, they're about seven or eight dollars. So they're, they're pretty cheap. Um, I have a few of those. And then like I was just talking about Dover. These are books I remember from when I was a kid. They have, my guess would be hundreds of different kind of books. They're super cheap. They're staple bound. The pictures are really detailed. Like they kind of strike me as something that a kid would get in school to color for education. So like one that I have is the national park one. And it has like facts about the national parks and stuff like that. The pictures are really, really detailed. The paper quality is kind of meh. Like I wouldn't use markers in this book. It's kind of newsprint, isn't it? A little, it's better than that, but it's not. It's that kind of feel. Yeah. Yeah. It's not good. I'm looking at their website and we've had some of these, um, you know, I didn't even notice that. They were the, I, you know, as soon as I saw the little rainbow logo up in the corner, I realized, oh, yeah, we've had a few of these yeah. floating around, but I wouldn't yeah. have put it together. It's not newspaper print, but it's just basic paper. Um, so not okay for marker coloring, totally fine for colored pencil. Um, and at three, four dollars, really, I mean, yeah, we paid it's for it. It's toothy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the final two books that I want to talk about. One of them is called, and I'll have to beep this out, but Memos to Shitty People. Um, <laughs> it's it's an adult coloring book, obviously. Um, the pictures are great. They're, they're like little cute woodland creatures. And in the scene, there's usually some kind of profanity-laden saying. Um, you know, it's just, it's just kind of funny. It's one of those, like, you're coloring to relax yourself. Let's say bad words kind of thing. Um, I guess now the uh, effing brilliant pencils needs to make a colored pencil line. <laughs> yeah, right. Match the whole thing. So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of like a really specific book, obviously, for specific people. But it's it's kind of funny because I think the juxtaposition of really cutesy woodland creatures 
with very vulgar sayings kind of, kind of works. And then finally, there's an artist called, uh, Theo the Nicole Lorenz. She has a couple books out that are super great. Um, one of them is called dinosaurs with jobs. So it's pictures of dinosaurs performing jobs, like, like a dinosaur in a suit, uh, <laughs> answering a phone. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's just really funny. And also, um, fat ladies in space, is another, <laughs> another book of, of theirs. And again, great kind of very simplistic drawings. Some pages just have a character drawn on it, but theme wise, these are just really great fun books and they're not too expensive. And I think her other book is called Unicorns or Jerks. So <laughs> it has like unicorns and like really like leather jackets and they're all being tough unicorns. So just kind of very lighthearted, funny kind of theme uh, stuff. So, <laughs> fat ladies in space one makes me really it, happy. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> I recommend it to everybody. So that's it for kind of like what I've been using. Um, I don't know if you wanted to, either of you wanted to add anything. I don't really do, I don't do any coloring. I use colored pencils um, as highlighters as I read, and I use them for base sketches. So I'll start with a yellow, then use an orange or red, and then add blue to it, just just for sketching purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I use water soluble as part of my portraiture that I do. So I don't, I don't do a lot of coloring. I do drawing with colored pencils, but okay. I don't do enough of it to really be an expert on what paper works really well. Like I, I use them in whatever sketchbook I've been using. So like lately it's been uh, a Stillman and Burn Alpha, which has really nice toothy paper. It's sized for light, light watercolor washes and responds really, really well to um, colored pencils. Um, the other paper that I've been using a lot of with some colored pencil, it has a nice tooth and you can build up a lot of layers with it, is the B paper or Aqua B. Um, Como sketchbook, which is made to do for pencil and ink work with light watercolor washes. And I've been using that in my 100 days project. So I've been mm-hmm. really slopping a lot of water onto it and it responds really, really well. So Aqua B paper is lovely, has nice tooth and responds really well to colored pencils and pencils of all kinds. So that's all I want to add. Cool. Lenore? I have nothing to add to this topic. I really have enjoyed hearing about it, but it's not something I know much about. Well, I think that's a good place to wrap up then. Um, the temperature in this room is now 88 degrees. So <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess all my hot air kind of warmed it up. So I just want to take a moment to thank everyone for their supportive words on the website and on the Facebook group. I know it's summer, so things have slowed down a bit as far as posting goes, but it's always great to see um, anything you guys post to the RSVP group. I really myself and I'm sure Les and Lenore um, agree it's great to get so much support from everyone that's kind of you know I mean we'd be talking anyway about this stuff without recording it but it's really (laughs) nice to share to share conversations Um, and that's you know that's what I kind of like about the podcast because it's I don't feel like it's forced which sometimes you get that with thematic podcasts I feel like we just kind of start talking um, which can be good and bad so um, So I just really want to thank everyone who continues to to offer that support. And if you could, any, whatever um, podcast 
platform you use, iTunes, what have you, if you could just give us a review that helps us become a little bit more visible to people that may not know about us, um, that'd be great. So you can find us online um, at rsvpstationarypodcast.com. You can find me, D, at theweeklypencil.com on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at theweeklypencil. Les, where can we find you? You can find me at ComfortableShoesStudio.com, Facebook at ComfortableShoesStudio, Instagram, and Twitter at OriginalLC Harper. What about you, Lenore? Unless you left off uh, YouTube at Comfortable Shoes Stud. Stud. <laughs> and you can find me through the uh, Erasable Group or the RSVP Group on Facebook. 